Well, that was the thing I was saying about Renfield. You would think that he would have a Transylvanian accent. Oh, yeah. You mean because he was from Transylvania? Yeah. Whereas Nicholas K., I want to suck your blood. Yeah. He has, this is not. He really adapted to the times. He has a za- Yeah. He just sounds exasperated. Yeah. By the way, how's that? Oh, how is he out of breath? Yeah. He's immortal. Oh, 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 he's always coming. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Kite Club podcast with Jonathan Kite. You know the first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club, tell everybody about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us again for another episode. With me, as always, is my man on the keys, Mr. Ryan Neeson, and my producer, Paul Corey. We got a lot to talk about today. I got dates coming up. Please come see me in person. I'm going to be in Austin the day that this podcast drops, 420. Come out and uh, hotbox it with us. I'm going to be on Mike Eaton's show at the Sunset Strip in Austin. Going to be an incredible show. Then I'm going to be doing the secret show at Vulcan that same night. And then I'm going to be doing Friday uh, the 21st at Sunset Strip as well. And then I'm running my hour the 22nd Saturday night at the Sunset uh, uh, Strip in uh, Austin, Texas. All the dates are on my website, jonathankitecomedy.com. Check me out there. Come see us on the road. Let's just get into it. First thing I want to talk about today is I want to just send love and and everything and energy and whatever you believe in to Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, for those of you who don't know, is one of the most important people in my life. He discovered me. And I don't know if you've heard, but uh, I, I put out uh, uh, something on my, pod, uh, on my uh, Instagram page, but one guy commented, like, what happened to Jamie Foxx? I was like, yeah. it's literally, Ukraine just took number two in the news to the amount of people that are posting about Jamie. So Jamie had a, a medical condition. He was rushed to a, rushed to a hospital in Atlanta. And um, I have no news. I don't know anything that, that, isn't, uh, that isn't out there. Um, and I just hope for a speedy recovery, whatever he's going through. And uh, my, um, you know, my prayers are with him and, and uh, I love him so much. And Jamie and I, we started, he discovered me, like I just said. I was auditioning. They were doing a sketch show for Fox in the uh, in the early two thousands, and they were sort of, I guess, essentially was being pitched as a new and living color. And they were looking for it was an urban sketch show, and then they were going to have a white guy like a Jim Carrey, whatever. And I was lucky enough to go in, and I met Jamie, and it was an incredibly, inc- it was in a very intense audition process because, like I've explained on the podcast before, or you probably have heard on the interwebs when you audition for a pilot of a show they're trying to figure out what something is going to look like and if it's a sketch show they don't have an identity other than they want it to be a topical show with a variety of talents and looks from the cast the players like saturday night live like mad tv you know uh uh, chappelle show all that stuff and they were trying to figure out what we were going to be and the first audition my manager at the time uh, gave them a, uh, a, a DVD with these 10 impressions that I did. And they were probably, they were fine or whatever. And the woman who's became one of my closest friends, Julie Ashton, one of my favorite people in the world, casting director, extraordinaire cast two broke girls, Bob's Burgers, everything. She brought me in to read for everybody. And they have this thing where you do five minutes of impressions and characters. And what happened was when I got in there, they were just like for everybody. It was it was a it was a it was a lie. There was no five minutes. That was something that we had all sort of played in our head, 
and they just said, hey, do whatever you can. And I went for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever, got called back. And for the callback, I came into a room and Jamie Foxx was just sitting like right there. And we knew that he was going to be around, but nobody knew that he was going to be in the audition with us. And I, Jamie Foxx has always been one of my idols. I had read an article when I was a kid that he had put out where he said that the first impression he ever did was Ronald Reagan. One of the first impressions, because he said he'd never heard a black guy do an impression of Ronald Reagan. And I thought that was the coolest thing because that's where I came from. The first impression that I really did was Bill Cosby because I had never heard a white person do an impression of Bill Cosby. And so when I met Jamie, he was instantly the most um, giving, loving, caring, uh, most supportive person we had never met before. And I'm in the room with him and he just looks up and he goes, I hear you can do a lot of impressions. And I said, yeah, I can do anybody that you want. And he was sort of slouched down like this. And when I said that, he adjusted up like, okay. He's like, you could do anybody that I could ask for. And I had learned all of the white guys that he did movies with. Because there was a rumor that he might have not only produced and, and write you know, this, the, the, sh the show, that he might be in it. So I was like, wouldn't that be a cool thing if me and him did sequels to his movies where he played himself and then I played Tom Cruise or Jared Butler or Colin Farrell or something. So he just started throwing out names and he goes, well, how are you going to do the material? And I go, I'll just improv with you. And then he like really sat up and he was like, all right. And you could just see that we, I really felt a connection from him and he was incredibly supportive. And from that moment on, you know, Fox, the, the network didn't even want to take me. And Jamie brought me in and just said, just hang out with me. Just, just hang around, like, you know, just be a part of this. We're going to throw you into some stuff. And they wound up moving forward with the show with only me and one other guy. And it was an amazing thing. And without Jamie, I mean, he really believed in me when I couldn't get an audition for anything. And, you know, I can go on and on and about he's the most generous, talented. I mean, he's the GOAT. I think he's the most talented person alive. But to see somebody at his level care as much as he does about the people around him. And I, you see so many people come up to him and this woman, this husband was like, hey, we were eating. And she said, it's my, my wife's birthday over here. Could you just like come take a photo? And he just sat down and entertained them for like 15 minutes. Like that, you could just tell... That was the greatest birthday for that woman ever. And we were we were a party of like, you know, in his group, we were like 20 people and we were just watching. And it was just like the most magical thing to see him be so giving. And he knew, he could tell what it meant to her and the, how much of a fan she was. And I, I've never seen someone be that generous and open to the people around them, especially at that level. And when people ask me to describe Jamie Foxx, I always say, Jamie Foxx is as good a person as you hope that he is. And, you know, I, um, you know, I just pray and I hope that, that he is on his way to a, a swift recovery. And, uh, you know, um, obviously, you know, we're pulling for him and, and, uh, I think the world is just a better place with him in it. So, uh, you know. Uh, feel better, my friend, and uh, love you, and I hope to see you soon. Speaking of transitions, 
Uh, Dylan Mulvaney, for those of you who don't know, is, is a trans woman and a TikTok star um, who's the newest spokesperson for Bud Light. And this has caused a lot of controversy, um, mostly among conservatives who are publicly boycotting Anheuser-Busch, hashtag cansphobic. Grandpa is feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all you and be as clear and concise as possible. Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. This is weird. You and I have been talking about this all I'm, week. I started boycotting Bud Light, Bud Light as soon as I could afford better beer. There is, there is Bud Light in that can right there. This is not Bud Light. What is it? This is delicious uh, Cali water. <laughs> Guys, we find a way to get it, the ads in without stopping the, the, the pleasure of the show. <laughs> no trans on this can. Is that the promotion they wanted? Um, uh, the, here's the thing. I don't understand why people are so mad at this. This is, are they mad that we can't call them tall boys anymore? <laughs> why? I just, Kid Rock... Who looks like he is transitioning. He looks like he's transitioning to a bald eagle. He looks like he's transitioning into a, a mop. He's, he he's looks rough. like a mop that came to life in the Beauty and the Beast house. Kid Rock has called himself a rapper for 20 years. I find that offensive. I, he's he called himself a kid for 40 years. That's or true. 60 years. Yeah. Um, that feels like real pedophile behavior. Hey, I'm just one of you kids. Yeah, he identifies as a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I just think it's odd that people are getting so mad about it. I mean, there's nothing different about the can. Do, do conservatives think that it's now a Cracker Jack box where they're going to get to the bottom and there's going to be a cock prize? The thing is that you were sucking dick all along. <laughs> it wasn't even, it's not even a can that's meant for release. It's a can that was literally just given to her. And there's some speculation whether they even made the can or her management team did. But who cares yeah, either I, way? This is so dumb to put energy behind this that it's like, it's, it's like Bud Light is only meant for cis, straight, white. Like, what are we talking about? That it's, it's, the, it's the beer of the clan? It's the beer of the clan, man. That's a man. man. Jeff Bridges and yeah. that. It's the beer of the clan, man. Yeah. Um, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I, the, I, I can't believe the clan hasn't come out. With their own Bud Extra Light? Extra White. <laughs> yeah, Bud no, Light. No, White Claw. <laughs> yeah, that's the clan. Bud Light skinned. Um. I just think, I think it's crazy. I think Dylan is the perfect spokesperson for Bud Light because their cans are both recyclable. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean. I already told you I think it's a great idea because as soon as she starts to look like a real woman, you're like, I think I've had enough alcohol. Time to put this can down. See, that's what I wonder <laughs> if, if conservatives are like, are you trying to trick me into liking trans people? After a few beers, they're like, this girl's yeah, pretty fucking is, good yeah, looking. Exactly. How can I get in contact? TikTok? <laughs> yeah. TikTok, all right. We're like, TikTok, all right, Larry, you've had enough. Give me another one. <laughs> it's crazy. I think Dylan should come out with her own beer. You've already got a name, I can tell. I thought of it on the way over. <laughs> well, I was thinking, because she is a marketing genius. It's getting more people to talk about her than, than had ever before. I actually wasn't aware that she existed before this whole, the controversy happened. Yeah, I mean, she had 11 million followers before. That's how she got the sponsorship. I mean, very famous, very famous. But I'm saying there are people that I think, I don't think Kid Rock knew who the fuck she was before this. And now he can't stop killing beers over her. <laughs> yeah. 
He, uh, he shotgunned a beer. But no, the wrong way. He AK-47 to beer. Yeah, he did. No, or AR-15. AR-15, AR yeah. Actually, I don't think he was like an MP5. He took out like a Call of Duty gun. That's how upset he was at the situation. I mean, Kid Rock just looks like the guy that clubs seals. I just like I the mean, fact, the singer, because he's racist. Here's what, here's what I'm assuming. He didn't go out and buy those, those cans of Bud Light just to shoot them, right? You think he went and spent money and gave money to Bud Light? I think they just gave, I think he just has them on his tour. That's, those so are was, expired Bud Light. Is that what it is? Okay, no, I, just, I don't know. He just has like a stockpile of Bud Lights I'm at like, his house. I'm like, are Ra is Reagan on those cans? <laughs> yeah. They're just old and expired. He's just blown off. But I was thinking she should come up with a hazing IPA. <laughs> hazing IPA. Yeah, and there's okay. so much like, but there are there are so you know in college when you would or college adulthood when you would tape a forty on your hand and yeah. when you'd be as Edward forty hands. Yeah, so then you just call her Edward Scissors hands. <laughs> Dude, but Dylan Mulvaney. Wait, I think you're wrong. She's not a lesbian though. It's for everyone. Okay. All right. It's a beer. That, that's everyone. what it's called. <laughs> Hazing IPA. Fans. Yeah, it's Revenge of the Nerds as a beer. Okay. Drink this if you've ever felt isolated, if you've ever felt like an outsider. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I just don't know like what the, I don't know what the problem is. What, well, I what think are they it's, saying? Because you, you, I think, know more about this. Like you had yeah, brought it up to me originally. I didn't even hear about it. Yeah, well, I think people are mad. They get mad at the Bud Light thing originally because they're like, well, that's not even their core audience. Why are they? F I think everyone's mad about being forced, like the stuff being forced on them. But I think what made people, I mean, even when I saw this, who she was sponsored by, I was kind of like, this is strange. Like, why is Tampax sponsoring her? That to me is weird. That feels like a miss. There's yeah. going to be hits and misses. Yeah. I just, but I know it's like, but there's been other spokesmen before, spokespeople before. I can't believe that everybody believes with everything, especially the more diverse your product is, they're going to get people that you are aligned with or not aligned with. And I think that their product is just something like the Anheuser-Busch, uh, the CEO came out and said, it's, it's a product that unites people. It's just people having a bunch of beer. Yeah, I mean, said they said that was their mission to always unite, not divide. But I think, but I do is, think that they are trying to go after younger people. Like, truly, what do these conservatives do? They think that there's estrogen in the beer. Do no, they think it's they, you know? It's just they don't like the concept that they're forced. That's that's what it is. They don't obviously no one thinks drinking Bud Light's gonna make you trans. I don't think maybe Alex Jones does or thinks it'll turn frogs trans. But I don't. He think, does. Yeah, I, know, a, I saw him post. Hey, I saw this Bud Light thing a whole time ago. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. That's what I call frogs, Dylan Mulvaney's. <laughs> I just don't think. I, I just think they don't like the going out, of, like them going out of their way to. By the way, there are frogs that have both sexes. Most most are. Yeah, that's how Jurassic Park happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Dylan Mulvaney hermaphrodites. Yeah, the Dylan yeah. Mulvaney amphibians. Oh, you're going to hell. You called her a Dylan Mulvaney. She's not hermaphrodite. They are not. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck uh, just We happened? just got canceled. And yeah, but that's the thing. It's it's just I don't know. I just find it weird that. I think they, they, they take a shot at it. My only thing is I'm surprised that she was the first trans person to get that deal because there are very famous trans people out there. I thought, why is Caitlyn Jenner didn't get it first? Because both her and Bud Light are responsible for drunk driving incidents. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner came out upset that Dylan got sponsored by Nike saying that it was forced inclusion. Which that, but hold on. After, after she was named 2015 Woman of the Year, the year she became a woman. Like, how is anyone, how can she's like, it's insane. It is, that's problematic. I mean, I, I do think that that, you're jumping forward, another, uh, someone who used to be a white guy. But I do think that Dylan's not an athlete. That's the thing that was interesting to me. 
that it, maybe I'm unaware. Well, they're maybe. sponsoring her for like yoga pants and and fucking sports bras, which again well, is. But but there are got. Here's the thing. I'm happy that she's working or there's representation. I just think it's interesting that like you think about other trans icons that have been around who have sort of paved the way. I think of Laverne Cox, who's been around forever. How does Bud Light not sponsor Laverne Cox? Called the keg, the Laverne Cox. How'd she not transition her last name? Like that's insane. Well, no, but that's to, to let everybody know. She only the only trans to keep her cocks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's like, but I just think that that's the more I think the interesting thing that why they chose Dylan specifically. I, to be honest, from what I'm seeing, I don't think Bud Light, the higher ups, knew that she was being picked. It seems like something that a, a marketing person there just kind of took a, took the lead with, according to things I've read. And the position that like the marketing person went on a show and did like an interview talking about it as well. But let me ask you this. Can you name another spokesperson? I, I this whole thing, I think it's so stupid. I could care about like, could no, care I'm just about, saying yeah, the fact a spokesperson, I mean, for like, Bud Light, for Bud Light, the Clydesdale, <laughs> that's the post yeah. Malone. Yeah, I, Dylan I, Mulvaney is post op Malone. I mean, what post. do you, but he was a, he was a self, he was like, I drink a lot of Bud Light. So then they make, they just kept giving him yeah. stuff. Shane Gillis. They, right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's no, so the fact that people now, I mean, I don't know. And I wonder if it's real outrage or if it's fake outrage. Who knows what's real outrage? I think people just do outrage to try to get some sort of following. Well, Travis Tritt, the country singer said that he wouldn't have the, the beer. Him, Kid Rock, Paul Rich. Uh, those are a few, but I mean, they've lost $6 billion in the last week of market share. Yeah, well, so I mean, it's more than dropping just, a bucket of beers. It was like I think it was five percent. Hey, you know what, beer? You'll be fine. Hold my beer. Yeah, it's all the other brands too. Wait, is this a dildo? Gotcha. Oh, fuck. Again. Uh, that's. I mean, I don't know. Um, anything else on that? No, I think it's all. I think just let people do whatever the fuck they want and yeah. just shut up. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, baseball season starting, which is why we have our jerseys on. Uh, I, you look like you play for a team into the super Mario world. I look like I play for a team in Mad Max times. It's too much color. Thunderball. Too much. Yeah. Okay. You fucking head. Too much color. Out. That is a, a sentence that Ryan often says. <laughs> Sponsored by Cali water. Thank, thank God it's white. Right, Ryan? Is that what you were saying? Our last sponsorship day? Oh, watermelon. Um, so I love them. The great flavor. You love them. So the um, baseball season starting up. So I have, I have this jersey because I used to be of that hot dog vendor yeah, at Wrigley did. Field. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, this is a transition. And uh, the, it was crazy because it was... Is that what the doctor's called? That does uh, male-to-male transitions? Yeah, yeah. The hot dog vendor. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, the, uh, well, yeah, what do you want? A Dodger dog or a Hebrew national? So, the, uh, the year was uh, when Sammy Sosa and, um, what's his name? Uh, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire were going for the home run record. And it was, it was a crazy, it was a crazy summer. Probably Barry Bonds, too, at that time. Not that year, Not though. Not that year. I mean, it was amazing. And, and so, I got to vend in Wrigley Field, which I think is the best baseball stadium in the country. And it's the old Wrigley Field was incredible. When they were up to bat and they played St. Louis so much that season, 
we had to crouch down with the tins. And it was just, there was so much energy and so much electricity and excitement in that stadium. And I'll never forget it because what you would do is, there was, what you would do is you'd go down to the pit and you'd draw a number like it was the Hunger Games. And then they would sort of, you like a lottery, people would sit, guys who've been vending since the 60s were still vending. They were doing beer because you can make so much damn money off the beer because like a beer will be like seven seventy five, but most people just give you a 10. They don't want change, so you got to keep all your tips and you got to keep a certain percentage. It was like, it was a ridiculous amount, but it was like, a, a, a no joke, it was like a nickel for every beer. Or I mean, it was like huh. 50 cents a beer, it was nothing. But the tips that you got were incredible. So there were these guys that had been vending since the 60s, like old soldiers who had seen way too many winters and wars. And so they lined up and always it was the bud. That was the good one. And then when you, and then sort of when that ran out, they, the guys got uh, Coors. And then when that ran out, you would do hot dogs or hot chocolate or ice cream or, or, or Pepsis or whatever. And if you didn't consistently show up, there was a guy in the, 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 the box and he would sit there and he would look at you. And if he liked you, he would give you a good product. Like you always wanted Hebrew National. It's better quality, obviously. Shalom. But also, it had the 75 cents. So it was like 375 or 475 a dog. Whereas like the regular hot dogs were like three bucks even. Mm. So you were less likely to get a tip. Right. Judaism. Moyle. Um, and so if you, but they only had probably like five Hebrew national sellers for the whole of the stadium or something or six. And so you would ask for that. And if he didn't like you, he would give you ice cream on the cold days and hot chocolate on the hot days. <laughs> what a dick. What? Yeah. And so... We would, we would, you would sort of see where the, where the, everything shifted and, and settled down. You'd go there, you see if you got something good. And if not, we would just play hooky and we'd go literally go play a South Park pinball game and just go, you know, fuck off and just get out of there. But I, I vended almost every single home game that Amazing. season. That's cool. Yeah. It was, it was such an incredible time. And it's something that I truly like miss about my youth because. It, there was no cell phones. There was no... You, if you didn't watch the highlights on ESPN or, or you weren't at the game, it was just... You, you really couldn't even f describe the electricity that was there. And every game was sold out. Did you ever vend any celebrities? No. I don't... If I... I don't remember seeing them. They were there. I mean... Yeah, but yeah, Bill Murray goes to... He goes to a lot of them. Eddie Vedder. But you know what's funny is we used to be able to say... Crazy stuff. Like Chicago, a comedy town, is well-known comedy town. I remember, because you'd also have to compete with other dog guys in the stadium. Yeah. And I would yell out, whose kid wants my steamy wiener down their throat? And people were okay with that. Like, sincerely, you'd have to get their attention because you have to get their, A, their eyes off the game. But B, you have to get them to buy from you because if you saw someone in a row, it was like it was like their row for until they got out of it. Yeah, and so it's it's crazy. It was like playing Pac Man. Like you had to go down the right rows, but you could see everybody who was selling your product. And if hot dogs had just been there, you were literally wasting your time. Why didn't they just assign areas? <laughs> it doesn't make sense why they just let you go rogue. They they you had to be in a certain area. There definitely was, but amongst that. We were competing against each other because they didn't lose any money. Yeah, it was true. only, it, we, you know, we were the ones that suffered. And so, and you used to carry these huge tins that were just loaded with hot, salty hot dog water <sighs> that were steaming to keep the buns and the hot dogs. And then when you were done, you would literally run back to the kitchen, have them load up, 
and then run back out there. Because, like, I mean, those games, especially, you know, during the hot days of summer when people have cold beers, I mean, people were just sucking down dogs. And then you get you what you want. You, and what you really wanted is... Um, is uh, is a group like a uh, like a, a field trip, because yeah. then you get rid of it all in one swoop, and that was and that was crazy. But it was it was an amazing time, and I I, I miss it fondly. They'll take you back. Yeah, but now it's, I got to start at the bottom because you got to pay your dues. You That's lost your tenure, dude. Those guys in the '60s had paid their union dues. I mean, it was like what a wooden nickel, but it's like. But they and they made incredible money because they would they would be off every other month of the year, they would just save oh, yeah. up their They're money. Just away. Yeah, like squirrels, they would nut it away, and uh, and then be good until the next until the spring. Because I did it for a couple years. I also did Comiskey Park or Cellular Field, which is where the Sox play. Mm. Not nearly as packed. Not nearly. Now the Sox have obviously done significantly better in the last like year or two. But uh, you used to play. Do you play in college baseball? I played for a year until I got mono. Yeah. I got mono so bad I had to quit baseball. I wasn't going pro. It's fine. Would you? What position are you playing? Second. Second base. I was quick but didn't have a great arm. Yeah. So it was a good position for me. Yeah. Yeah. I miss playing baseball. I uh, I play softball sometimes. Then like as soon, as soon as I play like a nine inning game, I'm like my feet hurt. I'm in cleat. I've just become like such an old fucking man now. Oh, dude! Uh, I played softball league with the, the comedians two summers ago when we won the championship. It was like Jeff Ross, Eleanor Kerrigan, Katie Cazorla, Richie from Comedy Store. Yeah, and they said they played. Richie played with you. He said you were great. Yeah, I hit. I went. I hit five home runs in the game, or four, yeah. four home runs and like a double in the game I played with them. But I mean, our, yeah, it's it's fun. It's the game. The funny thing about softball that's like because I used to play in basketball leagues out here, and people out here. They are playing for what feels like something as important as citizenship. Like when people are fighting in these games, it's it really does feel like they have one of their families hostage, it and is. like you can just get injured. But softball is one of those games that everybody thinks that they're going to be okay in. <laughs> and I'll tell you, half the team, half of our team, got injured within like four games. It's shocking to me how unathletic some people are. It's unbelievable. Like just jogging to first base they can fall down i'm like i don't understand this like people not being able to swing a base a baseball bat to me is insane but then you see it happen you're like holy shit like yeah they i mean they just didn't you know maybe they didn't have a uh somebody to teach them yeah no i get it it's just like it's just i started when i was three and a half yeah so i've been playing baseball my whole life basically but then that's just crazy. i never played oh, okay i have a terrible throw I, I played basketball i played soccer i played tennis volleyball i just those are the like I didn't play football. I'm shit at football. Shit at baseball. Yeah, I mean you'd turn into dust if you got hit in football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking. But not in the cool way. Is there a cool way? Yeah, you know, like, like Renfield. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. like in Renfield. No yeah. joke. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. We I saw Renfield last night. If you haven't seen it, it's the new Nicolas Cage movie. Nicholas Holt plays Renfield. Um, I love Nicolas Cage. I so I auditioned for the movie. Originally, Jude Law was supposed to play Dracula. I know, that's insane. That was the original guy who was pitched. I don't know that I've ever seen a more Nicolas Cage performance in my life. He looks like Bela Lugosi, who's the original Dracula from uh, the, the silent movie era. When they show the black and white image of him in the front, or the beginning of the film, the front of the film, yeah, the front film, um, just blood. Uh, that, I mean, come on. That is... He, he, he looked like Dracula, but was plain... As if he was Caster Troy from Face Off. Oh yeah, he lost. 
I, I <laughs> thought he was going to do like, I want to suck your, but he was like, I want to suck your blood. Yeah, he was, he was, he was Nicholas Cage. Cage, full Cage, yeah. bro. He, he was, full cage. he went, he always does. I think he and even I'd said one nothing point, less. I want to take her face off. I want to, yeah. I he actually suck. did that in the movie. He took a face off. No, he didn't. Uh, Renfield oh, you're did. right. Renfield did. It, but it, it probably was a nod, was a to, nod face to face off. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's he the entire. It's so funny when he was like Renfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's ate a bug for hours. Yeah, he's like you're my uh, slave. <sighs> I mean, but he, dude. It, I don't know. I am. I know that people like Nicolas Cage. Ironically, I am such a Nicolas Cage fan. I always have been. Honeymoon in Vegas, I think, is one of the funniest movies ever made. Yeah, I've never seen that. Dude, he has this one line when, so it's Jimmy Kahn. James Kahn. Love James James Kahn. Good guy. And Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, Peter Boyle, uh, Pat Morita from uh, the K-Rate Kid. It is such a funny movie. It's about a guy who essentially loses his fiance in a poker game for a night to spend with a mob boss. And he's explaining it to her. They filmed in a casino. And he's going, and Sarah Jessica Parker's like, you know, like running away from him, sort of like pissed off, as you would be. And then he goes, you don't understand. I had a, 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 what did he say, like a a straight flush. That's like unbeatable. And then she goes, like unbeatable is not unbeatable, Jack. And he goes, I know that now. Okay, stop crucifying me. Back to Renfield. Yeah, it's the same (laughs) dude. He never changes. I love Nicolas Cage so much. Uh, come on, Con Air? They're all hits. Dude. Did you ever see Pig? No, I didn't. That was the one that just came out not that long ago, right? What's that one about? Or he has a pig. Oh, it's like John Wick with a pig, right? Is that what it is? No, it's it's. there's a sweetness to it. Did you oh, see Pig? That's what somebody told me. Oh my God, it's so sweet. Um, Just go watch it. Okay. It was an awesome movie. He actually said it was his favorite movie he ever made. I saw the uh, Unbearable Weight one. Yeah. Of Massive Talent. Yeah. That movie was great. I it sort of brought him back, but in my mind, he never left. I Here's the thing. So Nicolas Cage is such a fascinating man. I feel like Dracula is the only character he's played in a while that's as fascinating as he is. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Do you know what I mean? Because he's, he's, he's done a million movies. What's your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? It's probably Face Off. Face, face so Off good. or... Or, or The Rock. <sighs> or The Rock. The Rock the is Rock's great. so good. Yeah, The Rock's pretty fucking great. Yeah, it's probably The Rock, actually. I want Nicolas Cage, I'm singing right now on this podcast, I want him to play Marilyn Manson. They look the same. All the beautiful people. I was just going to say, let's hear that song. Yeah. Beautiful people. Where do we go? Um, oh, sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> Two of the mind. Oh, I disagree. Yeah, he be- looks just like him. He's becoming like a Pacino or Walken version of himself now. I've said it. Yeah. You die the you die the hero. You live long enough to become the villain. Anyone yeah. that old, he has heard people do. Uh, I saw him do an interview uh, uh, with uh, Colbert, and he's uh, there's something uh, very aware uh, of him. He's just sort of enjoying it now, yeah. which I appreciate because like now he's he's back, baby, with unbearable you know weight. Yeah. He's he and. For a second, I mean, he was he was he was losing a lot of money. I mean, you guys know this, right? Does he buy so, like T Rex skulls and well, shit? He he bought more than that. Yeah. So Nicolas Cage, everything he does, it feels like it should be a reality show. Where he bought thirty three properties, including I believe two castles and the most haunted house in New Orleans. <laughs> he bought the most haunted house in New Orleans. Okay. 
and he couldn't pay taxes on them, so he had to keep doing all of these these movies to pay for his addiction to properties that he can't possibly live in at once. He owns two islands in the Bahamas. Yeah, he does. That, <laughs> see, what, what did I just say? Reality yeah. Cage Island, where I hunt two you. Ooh. Um, or uh, how, much, how much starting time do you give them, Nicholas? 60 seconds. <laughs> um, but also, he should. how does he not have a reality, like a, like a Property Brothers show, where Nick Cage tries to talk you in, into a timeshare with him? That would be unreal. I'm, I'm going to try to buy this volcano. Are you in or are you out? Nick, this thing's going to erupt any time now. <sighs> I'm hoping. It's going to ruin the value. And by the way, <laughs> which is why he bought a prop plane. Yeah. He has a jet. He goes, my plane's right here. Dude, that, could you imagine? He goes, I'm trying to buy property on the moon. Yeah. How is he not on one of these, like, the first space flights? I don't know. Like, they're mean, like just letting civilians go on. Yeah, I mean, who says he's not? That's true. I mean, $300,000 on dinosaur skulls. What a budget. He returned it to, to uh, I believe it's Mongolia because they said it was stolen and he outbid Leonardo DiCaprio for it. <laughs> this guy's had too much goddamn money. By the way, he is Bruce Wayne. By the way, that's the only thing Leo likes with old bones. <laughs> the fucking dinosaur skull. Nice. <laughs> um, he, uh, oh, that was the big thing. He has exotic pets. Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. He has uh, two albino king cobras. Wait, what? Yeah. Allegedly, Cage has the Cobras for protection. Some others say he used it for sexual activities. What a weird article. Um, so he had that. He had two sharks and an octopus. Yeah, he, uh, he's in a... He has his thing. own sea world. And we all know from last episode or two episodes ago how that turned out. I mean, this guy... Do you understand how much money you would have to have to be able to purchase all of these things? Yeah. He spent $150 million on like... Just random stuff. I think you're going to say leather jackets. On leather jackets. He has 19 cars. He has a pretty crazy watch collection, too. He does. Yeah. He owns Big Ben. He bought, oh, the pyramid tomb. <laughs> he owns a pyramid. Uh, he bought himself a pyramid-shaped tomb in a New Orleans graveyard. Yes, I know that. When he dies, this will have put his body. He owns a lot of shrunken heads as well. <laughs> you know, every time I think of shrunken heads, I think of Beetlejuice. Me, too. In the yeah. waiting room? Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come on. Hey, Voice gets all high. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Excuse me, don't worry. It's good to know you keep your powers in the afterlife. Yeah. You can still be a voodoo doctor in whatever realm that is. And uh, yeah, we're, we were talking about this before you and I. I'm not, we're not sure if, if Alex Jones was the inspiration for Beetlejuice or if Beetlejuice was the inspiration for Alex Jones. It's the same person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey sell, say, yeah, say Alex Jones three times, I appear at Sandy Hook. Uh, Beetlejuice turns frogs gay. Yeah, That's Beetlejuice, yeah. <laughs> he look, Alex Jones looked more like Beetlejuice from uh, Howard Stern. <laughs> Forgot about that guy. That guy's amazing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I want to see Nicolas Cage play him in a movie. Oh, God. How, by the way, how does Nicolas Cage not have an energy drink? These aren't energy drink. This is Cali water. It tastes like water from the, the uh, LA River. So it's completely empty. It's agave water, which is good. Only 35 calories per can. It's, a, it's delish. I almost just spilled it on myself trying to drink it. Yeah, you can you can shower in it. Hey, I'm great at doing advertisements. It's, it's, it's there's many uses for this product. It's delicious. It's good in or out of your body. I actually do enjoy it. Um, you put around. back an empty can. You just keep sipping from an empty can. I, <laughs> we don't give Ryan stuff here because we don't want him to spill everywhere. Yeah, I've already broken two microphones. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can't see it, but there's a tarp underneath him right now for all the food he's dropped. Got a bib on. Yeah, there's just cereal everywhere. Yeah. 
Um, Every time I eat, it's just like I had teeth surgery. <laughs> shit just, just spills like, oh out. Oh my god, ice cream. Oh, it's delicious. Um, I don't. Uh... Oh, he owned Action Comics number one. The and he named his the first edition of Superman. Yeah, right? first appearance of Superman, nineteen thirty nine. He he played. He tried to do the Superman, the famous uh, Superman movie that was like as soon as the 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 footage was leaked, it was like goodbye. There was footage, so he was actually getting made with him. Yeah, oh yeah. There's gosh. footage. There's stills, and it looks terrible. And I am. This is the Nicholas Cage's number one fan saying this. He would make a terrible Superman. But also, he played Johnny Blaze. In Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze was supposed to be like 20 years old. I think Nick Cage did it when he was 45. Those movies were awful too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still great. How old was he when he was trying to play Superman? I mean, I don't know. This was last year. Yeah. He's currently. He's currently. By the way, here's what I would do if I was him. Oh, he probably couldn't get the rights. Just make your own Superman. Mm. Yeah. He couldn't get the rights. He was in Kick-Ass. Oh, yeah. Dude, he's great. So were you. I was in kicking it, Christopher Mince Plasse. Yeah, uh, how do you Mince Plasse? Mince Plasse? Yeah, yeah Mince Plasse. What did I say? Mince Plasse. You said it like Christopher Walken. <laughs> so are you, Chris Mince Plasse? Um, yeah, everybody thinks. By the way, shout out to uh, to my look like Chris Mince Plasse McLovin, who got engaged this weekend at, at the uh, Celtics game. We got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> Just interview Amir. And, and, point. and I'm going to have, the, he and I wear the same outfit that Matt and I wore, so people really can't tell us apart. <laughs> um, no, he looks way better than I do. Um, Superman is Jewish. We were talking about this off. That, mm. uh, speaking of the uh, uh, Nicolas Cage, Superman is Jewish, and I don't think many people knew that. Well, I mean, the last name alone. Superman. Superman. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty Jewish if you ask me. So, Clark Superman. Clark Superman. <laughs> but Clark is not a, uh, a Jewish name. No, but he did come from like a faraway land. He had to change his name and hide his identity. So no, right? It was yeah. changed at Ellis Island. What was his? What was his actual alien name? Kalel. Kalel, which is actually what Nicolas Cage named one of his sons. Really? Yeah. And Kalel is Hebrew. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Superman's for George. good credit. Um, but it's it's crazy to me that I mean I don't think people knew that. So the two creators, they. It's not that he like needs to identify as, as Jewish, but that it's that's where the origin comes from, that the S on his chest was literally to counteract the swastika. Is it just like one half of a swastika? No, it's just an S. I know, but it's like got a... The swastikas are actually four L's. Mm, well, it could be an S. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just a regular S. I thought, for some reason, I thought it had more design to it. No, it's just an S. But yeah, the idea a, that he was his secret identity, identity is Nebishi, and then he becomes and he, he can decide what he how he wants to appear to the public. It's an S, but what is that S in? A diamond. A diamond. Yeah, this, this is a Jewish man. Yeah. Dude, he's allergic to kryptonite. He has an allergy that kills him. The only superhero with an allergy. The only superhero with an allergy. The strongest superhero, and he has an allergy. How are you? Well, not so good. Uh, coming down with the kryptonites. Yeah, he has seasonal. And yeah. they can't even give him an EpiPen. Because it, it just bounces well, up on his Well, skin. I used to say whenever I saw someone with a Superman tattoo, I was like, that guy's not really not Superman. How'd they get the needle in there? <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> um, he must have been a lot of fun drunk at bars. Guy oh, comes up God. With this, you're not Superman. You're not Superman. I could kick your ass. Oh, Jesus. Um, um, <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, what's going on in the, the news this week. Uh, this week, there was the midnight ride of Paul Revere happened. Paul Revere, it's my favorite Beastie Boys song. Do you know that? 
me and my horses in a quart of beer. So me and these two guys before every production in high school when we would do the theater plays, we would get we would psych ourselves up by mm-hmm. like just getting the three of us together and trying to get through it as fast as we could to like Aah! and then we would go out like we were psyching ourselves up for a sporting event. <laughs> I wonder if Paul Revere. I didn't play baseball <laughs> or football. Sing Paul Revere though. I wonder yeah. if he'd be excited or disappointed with that song. I think he'd be like there's very a song excited. about you, and then he's like, Let me see this. There's a poem about him, which we were talking about. Our um producer Paul Corey is related to Paul Revere. And uh which is pretty cool. I mean, you you have you only become famous if somebody does something about you. Like the the Longfellow poem, mm-hmm. The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere, that's that's how we know about Paul Revere. That's like because if one if by land, two if by sea, but it's like and then, you know, you, you dig a little deeper. It's like, he wasn't alone. There was 40 guys with him. Yeah. Like I said, he, got, he had the best publicist. Exactly. <laughs> you got to have PR team, Paul Revere. Yeah. Paul Revere, they were just shouting. But that's the thing that, yeah, nobody, none of, none of those other people were he famous just, at so, all. He had like the original hype man. That's what I, yeah. Like Paul Revere. Yeah. Paul Revere's in the oh, house. Paul Revere coming. Paul Revere. What, what? Paul Revere and the British are coming. That's... Whoa. Whoa, <laughs> Nelly. Nelly was with him. Yeah. Whoa. Um, yeah, Paul Revere to Band-Aid. That's where Nelly got it. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty crazy. You need, though, something to to kind of juice you a little bit. Because there's a lot of... You always hear about these famous people, but then you're like, why haven't you heard of them? And it's like, yeah, because there was no PR. There was yeah. no... There's nothing about it. I got it. a new impression for you, by the way. Sean Paul Revere. Sean Paul Revere? <laughs> Sean Paul Revere. I don't even know if I do Sean Paul. It'll be back next yeah. week. Yeah, I'll be back. We'll Stay do it. Yeah. One of my land. <laughs> um, the uh, Charles Darwin died this week. And um, interestingly enough, the reason I... So, you know, him and Lincoln were born on the same day. Exact same day? Exact same day, same year. And um, Andrew Lincoln, star of The Walking Dead. Okay. No. And... Uh, Is the, he related to, to President Lincoln? Because he looks similar. Oh, no, he's English, though. Never mind. I mean... I don't know. I never met anybody. I'm from the land of Lincoln, and uh-huh. I never met the only people. I only met schools named after Lincoln. My best friends growing up were uh, descendants of Ulysses S. Grant. They were like great great grandkids or something. Like really? That. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Isn't Tom Hanks? Can you just look this up? Tom yeah. Hanks is related to Benedict Arnold, I think, and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, you know, Charles Darwin apparently he never said survival of the fittest about evolution. That wasn't him? No he, no, he just never said it. Oh, it's just what everyone else said. Yeah. America's survival of the fattest. That he, but it's funny that the things that in history, I wonder, I bring it up because I wonder with Paul Revere and with Charles Darwin, what things will be attributed to people that are alive today that they had nothing to do with. Actually, Tom Hanks is a descendant from Abraham Lincoln. Oh, Abraham. Okay, that's, yeah. Okay, and who else? This is all I'm seeing. Right now. I love Tom Hanks, but you're not beating out Daniel Day-Lewis for Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Four score! Yeah, it's seven years ago. Other presidents have most Yeah, there's, this article is very convoluted. There's like a hundred different things here, but definitely Lincoln. He's well, related okay. to Okay, yeah. That's pretty nuts. <laughs> amazing. Um, but it's amazing that, that, um, that, that what, what gets attributed to people and sort of like if they're, you know, what we're making songs or poems or stories or about, you know, whatever, those are the people that people are going to remember in the future. Yeah. Sorry, I just got stuck on that. that. That makes me think that there is like some sort of crazy cabal that, of like the United States of that keeps power. It's like all these celebrities that have weird relations to like 
powerful people back in the yeah the Illuminati the Illuminati yeah see I don't like conspiracy theories but then I just, then they sound so good when you well say you don't them. believe in the moon the moon <laughs> that bullshit that 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 hunk of cheese I don't believe in gravity um, how would the how would the moon stay around we just gained followers <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> um, and then uh, the Revolutionary War began this week in in uh, Lexington it's, it's crazy man. How many years ago? That's 1775. I can't do the math that quick. Um, a long time yeah, ago. Almost, yeah. 350 years ago. Yeah, almost. That's I mean, that's nuts. nuts. Good for us. Yeah, that we're still here. The Patriot, one of my favorite movies with uh, Mel Gibson. Uh, incredible film. It's really good. Made me cry a lot when Heath Ledger gets uh, it's shot. A fa- it's fake news. It wasn't real. What? But they're... they're no, he was based off of like the tales of somebody. They well, had. Yeah, really? Yeah, like this guy they called like the swamp, but like something like that. The, the swamp? The swamp butcher. Because he just like, oh. like cause they, they did like it's the It's based gorilla. off a swamp thing. It's based off, it's actually a Nicolas Cage role that he. Oh. Well, he, you know what he has to do? Thing. I have to write the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> that would be hilarious if he played Dude, one, of the, he'd have one of the founding fathers. Founding fathers. He goes, let me give you my John Hancock. What? Dylan Mulvaney as John Hancock. <laughs> it's not Hancock anymore. No, not no. anymore. Uh, that would be hilarious if they did a. That's like when a we were transitioning from colonies to a nation. History. Um, history. So, what's up? Herstory, yeah. <laughs> Theystory. 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 Itstory. Theystory. That sounds like the most ignorant Southerner. Hey, it's Theystory. Theystory. I Theystory. Um, yeah, how was Nicolas Cage not played um, somebody. Yeah. From from Revolutionary War history, how are they not just doing a National Treasure like prequel? prequel? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because wasn't that like a story they set up in the National Treasure movies? Was that his family was at absolutely? His... Yeah, so they have that whole storyline. Disney, there. somehow you are leaving money on the table, and Ryan and I have a pitch for you. <laughs> that would be so. Yeah, it's just him always with just any documents. Yeah, he's just. <laughs> I feel like he always would have sounded like he had. Uh, the consumption though. I was just like, Ugh. yeah, he never Ugh. has a British. Act. Well, that was the thing I was saying about Renfield. You would think that he would have a Transylvanian accent. Oh yeah. You mean, cause he was from Transylvania. Yeah. Whereas Nicholas, yeah, I want to suck your blood. Yeah. He has, this is not, he really adapted to the times. He has a za- Yeah. He just sounds exasperated. Yeah. By the way, also, oh, how is he out of breath? Yeah. He's immortal. Oh, 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 he's always coming. Um, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He was. I, by the way, I, I was thinking that there are there are so many things now that I only want to see Nicolas Cage play, and this is one of them. I want to see him play George Washington. <laughs> I just think that yeah. crossing the Delaware, his teeth are wooden, and then chopped down that cherry tree. Just a ton of exposition about who George Washington. He just, yeah, he, he's just the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> but even so, like, why isn't he doing History Channel shit? Mm. I mean, with Tom Hanks. Oh my God, Tom Hanks. Bring Paul Giamatti back to play um, John Adams. <laughs> well, well, from the well. commercials. No, no, he he, he was John Adams the miniseries. Oh yeah, that's right. Who did he play though? Oh, he played Einstein in the that like T-Mobile commercial yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 yeah, for, I went, no, I went, no, for Verizon. For, it didn't I, even work. He didn't I, even remember. I only know him from his commercial work. Not How is it not? But Paul Giamatti is missed. Where if he's just in a dead zone yelling off, can you hear me now? Nah. Um. <laughs> Don't let bad cell service turn you into Paul Giamatti. Right, exactly. Bad cell service, bad cell service turns everyone into Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a fucking dead zone. <laughs> um, uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I just. I think Nicholas. I don't know why we just. I love Nick Cage so much. Oh, I want to do my birthday party this year. Is going to be Nicholas Cage themed, Ooh. where everyone has to go as a different Cage. Okay, I like this. I think I'm going to probably go as like a. I think I'm going to go as Nicholas Cage in life. Um, and just, I have an outfit already picked out. My birthday's not for you six months. Share a closet. What's up? I've seen you dress. You guys share a closet. It I feels like. wish. His <laughs> shit is so, it's fire. Yeah. He has some amazing clothes. He, I mean, he truly, what would you go as, by the way? Best Nick. I'd go as him from Con Air, just in the wife beater, long hair, jeans. 100%. With a teddy bear. Well, no, the bunny. Oh, the Get bunny. Out. You can't oh, do it fuck. now. Get the fuck out. Give me the bunny. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, well, you and Carmen should go as like a, she should go as the bunny. <laughs> she should go as the bunny? Yeah. Or it... she should go as Sean Connery and you should go as him from, uh, from, uh, Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, Car- the Rock. She could go as Carla and yeah, I'll go Rock. as, uh, I'll say Carla was the prom queen. Yeah. Carla, the whole night. Yeah. Carla was the prom queen. Good for you. That uh, opening scene of. Con Air is so ridiculous. My favorite part of the movie is when, uh, when they, when they're going over the plans and then with John Malkovich, and he's like, the plane will fly down here. And he's like going over everything. Yeah. And they're like, what's that? He goes, that's a rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's gold. If you haven't it's, seen that movie, you're not living life to the fullest. I like how John Malkovich has admittedly said, he's like, I'm not a great actor. <laughs> like uh, they talk about his over-the-top performance and rounders of Matt Damon. And he's John like, Malkovich always, he, I can't do one impression, but he always looks like his lips are on fire. And if they touch, there's going to be a problem. I feel like Pete Holmes does a good Malkovich. Oh, does he? I think I think he does a. He's like, I'm better. I'm stronger. I'm John Malkovich. I'm better. I'm stronger. <laughs> yeah, he he. You he, just look like you're at the dentist right now, yeah, getting that, a teeth whitening. That's what he does because he has he has Paul Giamatti lip. Giamatti lip is that yeah. a medical condition? Yeah, he just doesn't have the. Hi, that is. Hi, I'm Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> There's a condition that's bothering most third world countries today. It's Paul Giamatti lip. When your lip is receding like gums. Like cleft lip is... Yeah. It's like, ca- is, 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 is caused it? from yeah. drinking too much during pregnancy. This is caused from just... It's eat- Italy's uh, It's Italy's cleft uh, lip. <laughs> Old Giamatti face. I said Giamatti looks like a hamster that you're squeezing. Like one of those plush toys? Or the yeah. toys where the eyes yeah, just bug out? He looks like a stress ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We're going to wrap it up. What is your... <laughs> Oy vey of the day. Um, so we were watching the uh, the live stream of Coachella this weekend. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, it's fine. I'm not. I, I don't care that much about music. I don't care that much about festivals. Oh yeah, I was on the phone but, with you. But I'm tired of people loving DJs. I'm fucking over it. Like Calvin Harris did this whole set. People are like a hundred thousand people just like this. Yeah. He's literally just behind a computer going like this and everyone's just watching light displays. I'm like, why do you even need to fucking be there? So I was at a, a, I was at a, um, a release party for a video game where they hired Calvin Harris to play. Okay. We're going to remix that. And uh, they paid him a million dollars for an hour to be there. I f- and then he left. And then a new DJ obviously came. You couldn't tell the difference. Just play his Spotify channel. You don't even need a DJ they there. They couldn't. You couldn't even. I think it was more of a of a cachet thing to be like, we got Calvin Harris here. I, that's I, To me, that just goes to like how stupid we're becoming as a people. Where it's like, I can literally do the same exact thing he's doing just by putting on Spotify. Because he's already made it. I'll give him credit for making the songs. That's good. But... I never need to see you again after you make the songs. Because you have a playlist and that's what you're playing. I like David Guetta. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, I like him too. I like it. 
again, the songs that they make original, I'll give them credit for being artists and doing that. But yeah. then we never need to see you again. Like, the, I'm fine. Like, Dead Mouse. I don't even think there's one Dead Mouse. I think he's playing multiple things. No, at it's one like time. Menudo. Yeah. They just keep replacing just put a him. Guy in a fucking helmet and he goes to the parties and plays. So, yeah. Yeah. Fuck DJs. I'm over DJs. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, my Oyve of the day is people that allow their dogs to shit on the sidewalk. I got a new pair of shoes and I was coming back from doing a set this past Friday and it was dark and I stepped, I couldn't see there was like the light was out or whatever on the street. And I stepped in a Jurassic park triceratops sized pile of dog shit. It was so big that when I stepped in it and out of it, it felt like I was wearing lifts on one of my shoes. (laughs) And at least with the grass, we stay off the grass. But the idea that people let their dog shit on the sidewalk and then they don't fucking pick it up, that's just inexcusable. We here at Kite Club Podcast are against the death penalty unless you don't pick up your dog's shit on the fucking sidewalk. That's just ridiculous. You said that you had a thing where, oh, they, yeah. where, where that woman... Twice, ju- twice now. On my ring camera, I've caught two different people, their dogs walking all the way up my grass, shitting on my lawn, and then starting to take off. And I get on the ring speaker, and I'm like, pick it up. And then, oh, all of a sudden, they have a bag in their pocket. So it's like they're just trying to get away with it. If you catch them, you should be able to shit in their apartment. I think you should be able to pick the shit up and throw it at them. That's what I would like to see on the streets. Of LA. But I don't want to pick up the shit. Grab a doggy bag. Just toss but it. But I don't out. have a dog. That's true. I just need to keep bags on me. Yeah, in just case. to pick up shit. Yeah, just, just I, latex gloves. Yeah, I'm just walking around like neighborhood watch. Just I'll be looking. honest. It may be worth getting shit on your hand. Just the satisfaction of throwing it at another person. I'm petty like that. But you better be going inside immediately. I mean, I can't be on my way to somewhere. Yeah, I just have shit hands. Yeah, just out my hands out the window. <laughs> People think I'm signaling left. I did not think this yeah, through. He's gonna turn, yeah, just like covered in shit. <laughs> and this was, I mean, th- this dog it sounds like a big shit. Had eaten another dog. Like it, this dog had had a pizza, uh, a burrito. I mean, this was an unbelievable. And it took me an hour and a half to clean the shit off Would the you, shoe. Was it a spray outside situation first with like a hose? No, just straight inside. Straight inside. Oof. Went went to the shower. Okay. Uh, took a toothbrush. The one you still use every yeah, night. Yeah, and I'm going, that I'm, <laughs> t- t- you know, I'm a multitasker. Cleaned off the bottom mm-hmm. as I was, it, as the water was running hot enough to get it all down the drain. And then I took like this 409 with bleach disinfectant and I sprayed that on the bottom. And I'm constantly doing like this fucking smell check yeah. or whatever. Jesus Christ. These were brand new shoes. That's the worst, dude. I hate that shit. Literally. 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 This has been Kite Club.